Hey, Tyler, what's up? This is the Advocacy Show with Joshua Stewart. And we're tonight we have our co-hosts, Tyler Havchek and this is Joshua Stewart. Tyler, tonight's subject is about DSP raises. Do you have anything to point out on that? Yeah, so how you doing, everyone? This is uh, Tyler, known as Ty- a Team Master in the Team Master Studios. Uh, yeah, so... Um, you know, the, the DSPs, uh, they are direct support professionals that work in the group homes and the day programs. You know, they do so much for so many people that need help. And a lot of a lot of their jobs are more, they do more stuff than some of the like best paying jobs out there. They get paid a lot less than someone at McDonald's, Burger King, or some fast food place that that are flipping burgers. So it's like, you know, they deserve any raise they can get. And I'm in total support in getting them to fifteen thousand an hour, even nineteen thousand an hour we can achieve. That'd that. be great. That'd be great, Tyler. So my thing is is that how we are gonna achieve that. Well, you know, as you know, New York State passed the minimum wage law that went into effect a few years ago. We started at $8 an hour, and January 1st, 2019, we're going into $12 an hour. Um, so under the minimum wage law, New York State is on track to have $15 statewide minimum wage law uh, in New York State by 2021, January 1st, 2021. So anyone working in New York State, Whatsoever, you employers are required to, by law, to pay their employees at least $15,000 an hour. So that's really awesome. Plus, I got some great news. If we reelect Governor Cuomo, we could get be having a statewide minimum wage of $19 an hour by 2030 because he's already started airport workers at $19 an hour by 2021. So this is some really awesome news coming in from the state. Nice. So my question is, what what can we do to make sure that to help? How is this going to help people with the DSPs and everything? And how can we advocate for it? 
Well, exactly. Um, you know, we have a lot of advocacy groups on Long Island and New York State, um, and someone is not going to work for a company organization if they get paid like crap. For the things that the DSPs do and that they make so less money, you know, they need more money, you know. So our advocacy groups, like Ability for Us and all the groups on Long Island and New York State, there are a lot, I think there's like over a thousand advocacy groups that fight in for DSP raises and stuff like that. And it's it was approved in the last two budgets for DSP raises. And I'm very happy to say that we do think that it's going to get approved in 2019's budget. And that's where Team Master Partnerships come into play because Team Master Partnerships, uh, which is an ongoing improvement uh, of uh, Team Master brand, is going to start partnering up with advocacy groups and, and different organizations and companies to promote support and work with them to help them out. So we are, we are partnering up with Long Island Sound Radio, Ability for Us, and a lot of other uh, uh, people. So we are going to work with Ability for Us and trying to get um, trying to get this goal reached and, and trying to get within 2030, the DSPs raised up to 19,000. That'd be awesome, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So Josh, uh, what do you think about all this? I think that it's a pretty damn good thing. Like, uh, like I said, I'm working at Sears. I know Sears having issues. I'm praying that everything comes through and I'm hoping I, I end up losing my job. But I I like that idea. I'm just hoping. My question is, Tyler, people like you and me who are making minimum wage that high, is it going to affect people's benefits? Um, <clears throat> eventually it will because what will happen if you get $15 minimum wage, there's two things that are going to happen. They're going to have to cap your hours at maybe six to 10 hours a week because you're making How more money hours? or six to, uh, six to nine hours or they can tax, they can tax you like crazy and you're still, so basically, you know, they have to, they have, like obviously the people with disabilities, you can only earn up to so much before losing well, benefits. Do you think they would, wouldn't you think Tyler, they'd bring that, they'd make the, 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 the allowance cap more? Yeah. And that's, you read my mind. And that's another thing that they could do is if this becomes a real problem where people, you know, making too much money, the state and, and federal like Medicaid and stuff may not, may have, may not, um, they may have a, they may have to like raise the cap of the um, SSI stuff. So say you're only allowed to make 10,000 a year. Uh, they might have to cap it or raise the cap to 20,000 a year. And Josh brought a really good point up. Yeah. Because like I said, I, I, as of right now I'm working, I can work up to 20 hours. I wouldn't want to work less than that. Like that, that'd be boring. Like what the hell would I do? With, like I wouldn't be able to be a part of the productive society. Yeah, so like I said, you know, they'll have to they'll have to make other changes and changes that won't affect your work. So one of those changes, like Josh said, was to uh, raise the cap of the SSI. But with the problem with that is, are they willing to, or are they really going to do that? Yeah, because other thing, 
They might. They, what I'm afraid of, they might make it where people like us won't be able to work anymore. Yeah, and that's the big, and that's where you know the advocacy groups have to fight, you know, because we we gotta, you know, we gotta work because we gotta make money too. Yeah, we gotta know? make money too. So uh, we can't live off SSI and everything. Yeah. Also, if they do cut your hours or anyone else's hours, maybe they can raise your monthly SSI to offset the um, cuts. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because I said, that's what I'm saying. I get SSD because I I paid into the union back when I worked at Wallbounds. Yeah, so SSD, SSI, it's kind of like the same thing. But um, yeah, so they'll have to just, they'll have to work around and see what they can do to to get you to your normal allowance. Yeah, because I said, I, I, I think that's a bunch of hoo, hoo, hooey if you can't, if I won't be able to work. I love working. Yeah, also, um, what I also want to talk about tonight is it's been a real issue on my mind, and a lot of my friends have come to me, but people like me, Josh, and a lot, a lot of other um, independent people that live in group homes they are limited on what they can do in a group home. For example, if I lived in a group home, I, right now I live live in an independent house. I can't name no, it's anything right. because... It's right. So I, I live in an independent house and agency that um, that I can just go for a walk whenever I want, tell the staff, go and, and, and return whenever I want. Like it's very freedomized. Now, in a group home, if Josh had a bike or wanted to take a walk, either he would have to go with staff or... Or I have to have community status. Yeah, exactly. And to get community status is really tough, right, Josh? Because you're still working on that. And how can we, how can we ease down the restrictions of independent people living in group homes so they can do more in the community? I don't know. That's the thing. I'm wondering. I... It all. It also comes down to parents, because like I said my parents are very protective. My family's very protective of me, because my house probably would have had no problem giving to me a long time ago. I, but it usually, when it comes to group homes, it usually most of the time some people can't advocate, don't have families to advocate. But like me, I have my family who's my guardians, and that's what kind of puts a hold on it. Because people like me who want to advocate. It's hard. They, it's not like my family don't believe in me. It's like they, they just are protective, and you can understand that. Yeah, I, I, I totally do. And it's like, you know, it's just crazy because I've had friends that live in, you know, group homes, and they are independent enough to take a, take a, take a walk or, you know, and, and it just seems like getting community status in these group homes are like pulling hair. It's just you... You either have to like work up to it and it takes years or, you know, so there's, that's an issue too, because, you know, if I ever live in a group home, even though I, I, I you know, I live in an independent, um, but it's like, you know, it's crazy. And that's just really yeah. been, um, even, even, um, be so honest, it's been nuts. It's, it's hard. It's hard, Tyler. And I'm going to be honest, being in a group home is not easy. And I'm hoping with the way I'm going, that I'll be able to get, jump it's gonna be it'll go pretty quick the more freedom i get like i had community status in the past i lost it because of a medication issue that became behavioral a medication issue that caused me to have behaviors and because of it yeah that's how 
like now it's so hard because like I said, my family wants to protect me and that's, I understand, but same time, I'm like, I got a girl now that is more independent. I'm not with my ex anymore. And it's like, I don't know what to do. And like I said, I'm, I'm lucky my girl is patient and that's one good thing. Yeah. And and also I I want to also touch up on ability for us. You know, ability for us is a uh, is one of my best uh, advocacy organizations that I ever worked for. Uh, but unfortunately, because of a lot of issues that came into it, we had to temporarily shut it down until we could figure out what's going yeah. on. Um, so what what do we see? I I, I just want to talk to you about what do we see as like the next six months where where is this going like i really miss the groups we uh, if we could just get people even a small three to four or five member group you know to i I, because i really do miss i'm trying to figure that out tyler because i i'm nervous to bring it back to where it was because i'm nervous that there'll be drama there's always drama every week every week i had drama in the group and it was like too much and like yeah problem we are going to try to reopen a more sophisticated version of it in the near future. I just don't know. Like, my problem is how would people like you who depend on transportation get out there? Oh, don't worry. We're planning on opening up possibly at my girlfriend's apartment. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. It's yeah. East Meadow while we used to meet in Suffolk where it was easier for you. Yeah. Now, could we also meet like on the like? Could we meet at a public place near Nassau County? We could probably meet somewhere. It's like you said, we gotta talk about it. It's a lot of discussions we gotta make up. Yeah, like somewhere in Huntington, somewhere it's not a bad neighbor. Like we would never meet up in Brentwood. I mean, that's that's a really bad neighbor. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, we would have to meet up in like um you know a decent neighborhood near Nassau County. That way, um your girlfriend can can yeah. like you know because like having at your girlfriend's house, I I can't you know unfortunately, I don't know how I would even get there. Yeah. You know. Anyway, Tyler, with that being good, we did. I think we touched a lot of good subjects tonight. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Team Master Partnerships are, are you know, a new version of Team Master uh, uh, brand. And uh, definitely, we're, we're going to really come down to... Oh, yeah, Josh, how you like my I logo? It. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, that was awesome, bro. It was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and thank thank you, Anchor, for providing this wonderful platform. If it wasn't for Anchor, we this wouldn't be possible. I agree. We, we, we have this... The best, this is our, like I said, we are going to continue going forward with the advocacy show. You can also listen to Tyler's stuff about, what's your podcast about, Tyler? Yeah, so I'm going to be starting a, 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 a podcast about T-Mobile uh, network right. news. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be about everything T-Mobile is doing, the 5G, you know. And I really, I really am serious about it because I, you know, this stuff is exciting me like you won't even no, believe. I'm just too. so excited. We're both on Metro now. We're both on Metro. Yeah, which is on the T-Mobile network. So it's just really, really awesome. There's, there's too many good things happening for me to just, you know, but nice not do anything about it. I'm sure if they tune into your podcast, they'll see her about it. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, Tyler, with that so, ending, we end the show. We'll see you in the next segment next week. Yes, thank you, everyone, for listening. And we are going to continue with this podcast. And uh, and thank you so much for listening. And we'll have more uh, content also, very, very Tyler, soon. We also can let our listeners know that they can donate to this podcast and help us make money that could possibly help us advocate and do different things in the state. So anything that you can help yeah, us. Definitely. Oh yeah, Josh, real quick. Um, remember we're trying to get like a transportation vehicle to um, do the uh, conferences. Yeah. Any, uh, any news on that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. Okay. So okay. we'll get, we'll get, we'll, we'll get, we'll work on getting, getting some funding from the show and we thank you all for listening thanks again we'll see you next week all right bye